What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcasts. Live your best life. You must live label free. I'm super pumped. We have a guest joining us all the way on the other side of the world. He is from Australia, so it was 7 a.m. for him. It's 4 o'clock for me, so he is dedicated to doing this show. He's a very interesting uh, individual, very successful. He is head of solution sales with ASCIT Networks, a single father, a former bodybuilder like myself. He's about empowering people around technology. Please welcome Christoph Kazmir. Christoph, thank you for joining us today. I am so excited for this conversation. Likewise, I'm absolutely stoked. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and really, really appreciate your time. I can't believe that you got up so early. So uh, you guys, he, Christoph was telling me he was up at 4.30 a.m. and that's his usual routine, which is very impressive. So I'm happy for you to be here and that you have such an early schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I appreciate the earliness as I, was, as I was speaking with you earlier. It's one of those things that I got into a habit um, and I found it actually really works for me now and I really enjoy getting up early. It's interesting though to, to get up when it's dark to, yeah. to get most of the morning done in the darkness, which is, a, is an interesting thing for, especially for your mindset. But once the light comes, you know, the sun rises, especially at the moment, it, it's a different world. I really appreciate the mornings. You know what, when I was in that mode, I did appreciate that too, because you do get so much more done when you start your day at that time. But now my schedule has completely changed and I'm, you know, I'm engaged to a police officer and his, his hours are so crazy off the wall. So I have to be flexible with what I do or else if he, if he wasn't around, I'd begin up at 4.30. I'm still doing my two a days and <laughs> doing all my yeah. stuff. But you know, when you fall in love and you plan to start planning your life with someone, you just, that, that, you know, that goes out the window. But anyways, Christoph, uh, we had a great conversation together. We met, we connected off of LinkedIn. Can you please tell the audience a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So look, I mean, being in the technology industry, it's one of those um, things that you come to learn how to, to talk to people about it, um, but also to bring them to understanding uh, a bit about the fact that technology shouldn't be a fear factor. It shouldn't be a dystopia, right? Yeah. Um, and that commonly everybody's in technology. I love that term that everybody is in technology. How often have you learned a new thing, be it podcasting, for example? Yeah. How often have you learned that? You, you learn a new technology, you're in technology because by doing that, you teach people. And so by doing that, the education is around enabling people to empower themselves around technology. It could be just as simple as you've got a Google at home and you want to use that better, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and as an example, like technology is growing at such a rapid rate that we are needing to embrace it, right? Yeah. We need to understand that it's not actually going to make our lives more difficult. We're not going to be put behind by it. We're actually going to be able to empower ourselves. And by that, doing that, the other thing I think we talked about was delegation, right? Technology enables sorry, us to delegate tasks, processes, et cetera, things that were mundane and that don't inspire us yeah. so that we can get on focused on the more important things in our day-to-day -day job. So things that inspire us, things that are really something that we're driven by purpose to do. I personally am a big fan of technology and I actually was in SaaS sales with, with two as a career builder and then ITPN, which was actually a terrible experience. That gave me a bad taste in the technology space. But regardless of that, I'm a big fan. And, but I did learn a lot in that last position of 
excuse me, of like how, like how it's changing and how they're bringing mm -hmm. automation into things and how it's all about the customer experience. I mean, these large companies and their, their plan for the, you know, the stockholder plan for like 2023 or 2022 is really about improving the customer experience, how, how they can make things easier, faster, quicker, you know, all the way around and impl implementing that automation piece, which was fascinating you know which is kind of like before we start recording about the like the terminator idea mm. but you know it's just I, I think that it's inevitable with the way that we're heading and just with how much you know the population is growing you need things like that in place so that everybody can be happy and keep moving on their, with their lives because we live in a fast-paced society look it's scary to think that technology cycles are less than three months so whatever was um, designed and invented three months ago has always been superseded already by now, right? And that, that's that conceptual constant integration. One of the key factors around that is human-centered, right? So you spoke yeah. about that previously. Biggest problem we find is often when technology gets implemented within a, a business or an organization, they forget about the human-centered approach where you need to bring people on the journey to educate them, to, to make them feel empowered by it, right? Um, and that is, it's a real mindset shift because, often it's not often it's human nature to resist change and that's one of our biggest flaws as, as humans is we, we we resist what i call the right which is the challenge yeah. um, more often than not we go left which is the comfort so to, there's a three percent out there that will push the right and three percent will always be driving to challenge and innovate and to change mindsets and the, that is the the challenge for us and the opportunity in technology is to bring people along on that journey to go hey look this isn't actually a bad thing. It's really good and we can help your lives. And, and we just need to bring people with a different mindset and make it human-centered, which is the biggest challenge in technologies. Everyone yeah. who designs technology goes, this is brilliant. It's great. As you said, you know, it's not the Terminator, but it's there's no point in pulling a, a product or a platform out and putting it onto the market unless you've actually brought people on that journey. And I'll give you an example. Tesla are great at doing that. They're, they're drawing a roadmap on that and bringing people along on their journey. You know, if you consider electric. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I mean, <laughs> it's a growing market. The EV market is huge. It's growing. Um, but if you think about it, EVs have been, electric vehicles, pardon me, have been around since the early 80s. I mean, Volkswagen had electric vehicles in the 80s. GM, as an example, were the first to go to market with an electric vehicle. Because it wasn't popular, they crushed the program and the cars. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about bringing people on that journey and making sure that they understand the technology and the mindset behind that is that it's an, an empowered uh, platform and it's, it's there to help. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, I'm probably like the, what'd you say, the 3% or 30% that go to the right? <laughs> the 3%, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm the 3% that go to the right because I, I'm, you know, I'm very open. I want to learn about it. I, you know, if there's something new, I want to know, like I'm, I'm, I, I'm hungry for that knowledge and, and want to keeping up with those, those changing trends. Cause I think that you have to evolve with things in society, especially technology, or so you're going to really fall, really fall behind. And I think that's right. probably the fear factor that comes into play with people and technology is that they have a hard time maybe embracing that change. I know, and learning about it and, and knowing yeah. where to learn about it. That's the other thing. I mean, the biggest thing I found is that people fear change or fear technology when they don't understand it. And that's that's the biggest part about what I do. I try to educate people. It's, it's not knowing that creates fear. Um, and where you can, the, the, the best thing about the internet is that it is literally easy to research and, and easy to read and understand technology much more now than it was even five years ago. 
the the concern behind that is uh, you can go to YouTube University and have people's opinions you know dominate your thoughts rather than understanding the technology behind it and that becomes a bit of a challenge for people so learning is is more about educating yourself but then being able to see both sides balanced view that's the, that's the biggest part if you can hold a balanced view and understand that both sides of drawbacks the benefits to the technology and then go right where's this going to fit in my whole world and cycle that's when you really are empowered to be able to utilize it right and that's what that is the key to being able to utilize technology as an empowerment as opposed to a, a dystopia or a fear as you mentioned Today's episode is brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies, let's talk about shapewear. We all know most shapewear makes you feel like you're being suffocated. That sexy dress in the back of your closet is so freaking cute, but the thought of having your inside squished by your shapewear is just not worth it. That's why Honey Love spent years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable. Overly tight, cheap and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. Thanks to Honey Love, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners for a limited time only. You can get Honey Love's best deal they offer. Get 20% off your entire order with the code LABELFREE20 at honeylove.com. That's right, ladies. Get 20% off of your entire order with LABELFREE20 at honeylove.com. Do you think that some of the fear or dystopia is more generational? Uh, with people that you like encounter, you know, because our, like my grandparents would have no idea how to use an iPhone. You know, they're no longer here. They've passed away that last year, but um, they would have no idea. And I like my mother, she's like way more on it. She's does a lot on her phone and that, you know, FaceTiming and all that stuff. I mean, she's, she's pretty on it. So when you are trying to teach or empower people on technology, do you find that, that, that is a, there's a generational gap there? Interestingly enough, um, which you believe the pandemic, okay, let's give that as an example. The pandemic created a massive gap in technology where yeah. people were able to take leaps. Okay. So we were all locked at home. Our grandparents, parents, et cetera, were unable to get out, do their coffees, do their social routines, because that's actually what they would, you know, brought up with. Um, an interesting point. Um, there's a book, Dr. Bruce Perrier and, um, Oprah Winfrey have, and it's called What Happened to You, right? And it's it's that concept of you were born in an environment that created what you are today as an environment. Yeah. So for our parents, our grandparents, they were brought up in a social environment where they learned through osmosis being around people. Um, unfortunately, that environment was completely removed over the last 24 months, as an example. They were forced to learn and leapfrog. In fact, they were the, the quickest uptakers of technology because they needed that right so by doing that for example how often do you know your grandparents parents etc now know how to use a facetime or a video yeah whereas 24 months ago they had no idea on how to do that they, they not were, only learn how to use but get comfortable with this new mode of, of communication bingo so they're actually it's an interesting shift the the pandemic brought with it so many benefits that we call, often mis, misunderstand and mislook is that they are the greatest uptakers of technology. They are now more on FaceTime, more on the video calls, uh, using emails as a communication method, for example, but using technology more now and empowered and understanding it than they ever were because previously they didn't have a need to. Yeah. Um, when we're forced to, to learn or, or to nurture a technology, therefore we become comfortable with it. And therefore, to your point, yes, there was a gap. Absolutely. There's a huge gap in generations because it wasn't what they were brought up with and, and how they were understanding. Now, because of 
the fact that they were literally forced to, they became the quickest adopters of it. Um, but in same doing, what I might turn that on its head is that we were, as, as an elder, we're supposed to educate our kids around certain things. Um, and if you think about it, technology has done the reverse. Our children are teaching us and therefore they're the ones that are modulating us on education. But it, that's in, it, it creates in itself a complete different challenge in the fact that if kids are teaching us, how do we then make sure that they're the ones, uh, you know, how do we regulate, how do we know, how do we understand right. to yeah. make sure that we don't let that take over their lives. And and one of the, I think this is a point, I just wanted to quickly diverge. Kids, when we grow up, do you remember when the school bell rang at 3 p.m., you'd leave, all your worries in your world was left behind back then. Yes. You couldn't be bullied after 3 p.m., your parents would pick you up, you felt yep. safe, you felt loved. Yes. Um, fair enough, uh, there are people that didn't have that love, et cetera, and I understand that and appreciate that. But nonetheless, you weren't bullied after school. Now right. you can be bullied 24-7. Yeah. So it's up to us as parents to be able to help or to mentor us. Mindful of that. Totally. Look, I mean, I coach soccer, um, football, as we like to call it, um, and I coach teenage kids, and it's really difficult to see how much they go through versus what we did as children. So, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. It's all about being mindful and being able to be open and aware of those conversations so that we're, whilst they're teaching us, we're also educated enough to be able to go, well, sometimes, you know, get out and about, put the phone down, put the TV away. Yeah. And that was, that's interesting you say that because that was part of our conversation we had initially before we you know agreed to do this episode, you know, and how you think it's very important to people, even though like you are in technology, this is a space that you're in, but it's also important to disconnect from that technology as well. Can you talk about the importance of that? Yeah, look, so from a human um, behavior point of view, what happened with social media and the reason it's going, it's created such a whirlwind is that uh, as humans, we search for dopamine hits, okay, and that, that concept that we get um, external validation. And by doing that, we, we search for it on social media, as an example, right? And that became a, a, a big factor in most of the teen and gen- younger generations, how they're putting things on social media and then they'll search their phone waiting for a like, a comment, a share, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and that creates a, a sort of behaviour, a pattern, um, and if you think about it, it's actually been dystopic in, in everything we do because we literally now open our phones, swipe left, swipe right, trying to find a, a notification, trying to find a reach out. Yeah. So to your point. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> we all have been. We all have been. And, and so it, it is literally a point of retraining your brain to change. One of the reasons I'll give the biggest tech tip that I've given to every one of my executives that we worked with is please do not keep your phone next to you. Put your phone in the living room or in the kitchen, charge it overnight there because the habitual part of us as humans is to roll over, check our messages and create a training in your brain to hit that straight away. What we as humans need is that ability to actually change from the slumber or from the um, melatonin point of our brain set to be able to let that naturally come forward, right? And then yeah. often, for example, we change that by, by alertness through light, through technology. So it is one of those things where we need to start to change our training behaviour. One of the biggest reasons I don't wear a uh, smartwatch is because of that. It creates anxiety because we quite often are um, held to what we call phantoms, right? You can sit there, you're going, oh, vibrate. Uh, oh, no, it could just as easily have rubbed on your shirt. And yeah. Hmm. yeah, I'm guilty of that too because I have, I have one. But 
the, the only thing for me I have to say is that I forget to wear it a lot. And so that gives me a break from from having that with me all the time. But I am. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I would say I'm definitely addicted to my phone for sure. Yeah, we yeah. all are. And that's the, that is the the biggest thing is to train ourselves away from that and to give ourselves the opportunity to break free from it. Um, and to reconnect with ourselves, the, the, yeah. the opportunity for you to reconnect with yourself. One of the biggest um, factors we found, for example, is in 30 to 40% of meetings were held longer than they needed to be and were not focused because we were too often looking at our phones. We were looking at messages such as when you're in, on a call right now, you could have an email pop up and you, yeah. your distraction, your focus on what you're trying to achieve gets pulled elsewhere. So turning notifications off during meeting, absolutely crucial. Focus, get get the structure of a meter, meeting set, follow it, get it done, and then follow those outcomes. Create the inspiration and what the highest priorities are and then deliver upon that and then don't get distracted because if you do have that, more often than not, you don't get through what's, what's important to you, what's key. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. And I, I've gotten better. I've gotten better. Like not, not like forgetting to put my watch on is good. Like if I take my dogs out, I won't bring my phone with me. Like I'm not walking around my, to take my dogs for a walk when you have my phone, I don't do that. So I do make sure that I put rituals in that kind of take me away from it. But I also have my podcast as a business. I run another, another podcast. I'm a producer. I run social media pages for a lot of people. So for me, that's my mode of income. And so it's hard for me to really break away. And, but I do give myself that break. Like I tell you, Saturday after Saturday, I, like I covered something. I was at an event covering it for one of my clients. Sunday, I was like, none, <laughs> no more. <laughs> I'm yeah, done. Like, it's so hard though, right? It is hard, but I was just like, I need to focus on me and just being with my mom, with my family and not like having that, like having to feel like I got to be on it all the time. Cause it's almost like you're so committed to your phone and being on it and that interaction. And yes, there is a, a, a point of validation with all the, the things that come in beep, 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 beep. You know, when you post something and it's like, Ooh, someone likes that, you know, <laughs> like I I've gone through all those hills and valleys of of those emotions. So yeah, but I've, I'm learn, learning to, cause I have so much on my plate now, I'm learning just to, to kind of disconnect and push that to the side when I need to. So can you tell us before we're getting a little short here on time, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about ASC and what you do there? Yes, certainly. Uh, look, we're, we're a technology services provider and we do consulting around data. If you think about um, what we talked about, human centric, everything is around data. Businesses um, previously were you know, focused on what their infrastructure was. Then it got moved to applications. We all use applications in the web, for example, now. But um, everything is about data. And if you think about it, all the data that lives in what you deliver, i.e. your IP, in in the podcasts, the videos, et cetera, that's all in the data. So we're we're data-centric, being able to understand it, being able to govern it, manage it, and and protect it, and especially in this world, being able to cyber-secure your your information, your data. Um, is what we do around that. And we consult as well as deliver those services globally. Awesome. So where can people connect with you, find you, learn a little bit more if they're interested about what ASC does or just wanting to connect with you in general? Perfect. Um, www.ase.tech, T-E-C-H. Really simple. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Um, my name and description should be in the labels below. Um, Christoph Kasma or at Christoph.Kasma on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, but anywhere you can find me, happy to connect with you or just email me. Um, you can find it on the ASC website, our details. 
Awesome. You guys, and I'll put those links in the show notes. So don't hesitate to reach out. Obviously he's very knowledgeable around technology and can add value if you have questions or if you know someone that needs the services from ASC, just feel free to contact Christoph. So Christoph, this is the point of the show where I like to ask for any last words of wisdom or advice. So what would you like to share with the audience before we say goodbye? Thank you so much for having me on, um, firstly. But secondly, uh, let me let me share two vital points. One, don't let technology drive you. Even though it's amazing, don't let technology drive you. Give yourself the opportunity to center yourself and be true to yourself. And two, in this current world, I'd love to share one thing with people. When you are looking at your emails, think before you click. It is my favorite saying. Do not, if you have any hesitations, our guts are the biggest sensors in our world. Think before you click. If it's your gut saying no, don't. Yeah, there's so much spam out there and people that are hacking your accounts. Like, oh my goodness, I got my Facebook, uh, my original pro- Facebook profile got, got hacked in uh, November of 2020 and I still have not gotten it back. And they scam people, people like my social circuit circle, my networking people that I have grown, relate, built relationships with were calling me left and right. And it was just like, that was a huge learning lesson for me. I, I already knew about the emails and stuff because I got like taught on that. We went through a lot of trainings when I was with these other SaaS companies. This is Athena. She's uh, having fun. She's wanting to say hello. So yeah, it's, that's very important. You know, now after what I've gone through and going through those, those trainings, like you can always tell if it's a bullshit email, (laughs) you can tell sometimes they're, they're pretty good fake ones, but you can tell something just doesn't seem right. So yeah, totally watch out for those, those links and don't click them. Do not click. Christoph, it has been such a pleasure having you as a guest. Thank you for sharing your input and your view on technology, because it is something that's kind of taking over our lives. And a lot of people, I think, having a little bit more difficulty embracing it as others. I'm obviously a fan. So um, thank you for sharing your sharing all that. And, you know, keep us posted on anything new you'd like to share. You know, if you if you come out with a book, I feel like you might be one that has a book in the future or something like that. We'd love to have you back and update the audience. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day in Australia. And um, we'll talk to you soon.